Welcome to a Sunny Side Up Life podcast, a show for the woman who is ready to live an abundant life full of freedom and positivity. I'm Sammy Womack, and I'm on a mission to help you break free from survival mode, gain financial freedom, stay motivated, and focus on what matters most. Join the movement, and let's start living on the brighter side of life together. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode This week, I am sharing a little bit of a life update. I shared yesterday on Instagram and Facebook that we are in the process of buying a house. So I wanted to come on here and just share a little bit more about the details of the house and our reasons why we have kind of switched up our housing plan and all of that with you. Okay. So a little bit of details about the house itself. So it is a 1400 square foot house. It has three bedrooms, two bathrooms, also a sunroom that I'm going to be using for my office slash art room slash homeschool room for the girls, all the things. It'll give us a little bit more room to spread out. Um, It has a decent sized backyard that also has a little playhouse where the girls can play. And my favorite thing about the sunroom is that it has so many windows. So I'm going to be able to see the girls in the backyard while they're playing. But it also has a, a glass door between the office and the living room so I can see them if they're in the living room as well. So I can be able to like be in my own space, but also kind of keep an eye on them. And I just think that it's going to be really great and really productive for me and also, you know, a lot of fun for them to kind of have a little bit of that independent time without me worrying about where they are so much. Um, so yeah, so we're we're really excited. My um, other favorite thing about the house is that it's actually in the same neighborhood as my sister, which is going to be really great. And she walks a lot in the evenings or runs um, after work. And she timed it the other day and it's like a two and a half minute walk. So we're really, really excited about being closer to her again, which we've been in the same town. My whole family is in the same general area. My husband's mom is like an hour away. So all of our family is really close anyway. But Being right now where we are from my sister, I am like a 12 minute drive from one side of town to the other. And honestly, that's too far away. So (laughs) we're going to be really close to each other again, which is super, super exciting. Um, And yeah, so the house was built in 79. So it's still in really good shape. It's There's a few things that are a little outdated, like, you know, the coloring of the brick on the outside is not what I would pick. The whole kitchen is the original kitchen. So it's it's nice. It's clean. It's bright. It's a really desirable neighborhood, but it's a little outdated. Um, so we, we do plan to do some updates. Like we have some ideas of painting. We're going to get like new light fixtures and eventually probably completely redo the kitchen. And our plan is to kind of cash flow that as we can and as we have the time and to not really stress over it too much to just kind of let it be an enjoyable process. And since we have been renting for July will be five years. So nearly five years, we haven't really had a chance to like 
put our mark on a house in a while, you know, really decorate it, paint, remodel if we want to, things like that. So it's going to be nice to kind of step back into that side of homeownership. There are some things that we're just like, you know, not super excited about because after you rent for a while and it just takes so much of the pressure off of like, I don't have to worry if, um, you know, there's something really structurally wrong with the house or the roof or in the case of our house, our whole entire wiring of the house had to be replaced since we've lived here. Um, we had a our breaker box like almost caught on fire. Um, <laughs> and so all the wiring in the house had to be replaced. And it, you know, obviously it didn't cost us a dime. The only thing was we had to stay out of the house for like a day. You know, just those kind of conveniences of renting are we'll probably miss that a little bit and just, you know, not having to pay property taxes or worry about that kind of stuff was really nice while it lasted. But I think we're kind of ready to like move on to um, a new a new season, a new chapter. So on that note, a lot of people have been asking, like, I thought you bought land. I thought you guys were building like what's happening. So yes, we did buy our 18 acres um, in the summer of 2020. It was towards the beginning of the pandemic, and it was that time when we were all really optimistic of, hey, this pandemic is going to be over by the fall, you know, September or so, like kids will go back to school, life will go back to normal, every, you know, and we were all really optimistic that it wasn't going to change life that much. And so we thought, you know, we're going to buy the land. Um, The pandemic really had nothing to do with us buying the land. We had been looking for a while. We just found a a piece of land that checked all of our boxes that we fell in love with. It felt right. And so we jumped on it. Um, And then not really knowing what the next two years were going to hold at all. um, Because, of course, I mean, we don't have a crystal ball. Nobody really knew what it was going to bring. And so we thought, you know, we'll clear out some of the trees, we'll save a little bit more money, we'll get our construction loan and we'll build just like we had always planned. And obviously, you know, things have changed a lot since then. Inflation has been insane, Uh, particularly building materials have been insane. Uh, It's not just lumber, it's all the other materials also, the time that it's taking to get, you know, appliances and like garage doors and windows and like so many random things that have to do with building a house. It's not just lumber, like lumber is what's getting the most attention, but it's other aspects as well that are all inflated or delayed or both. And, you know, it's all just kind of been a mess. And so we thought, okay, well, we, you know, we saw that we're like, okay, well, we'll just kind of slow down a little. We're not in a super big hurry. Like, yes, the house that we're in now is really tiny, but we'll be fine. We're fine. Um, There wasn't really any urgency for us to build. And so we thought, we'll just kind of wait this out. It's going to be okay. We're just going to slow down a little. We're going to take our time. Uh, We wanted to design our own custom blueprints, which we did. So we really took our time with those. We drug that out over the course of like nine months. We um, really went back and forth a lot on things. We thought through a lot of the details of the blueprints because, again, there wasn't any urgency. So let's take our time and let's make sure we get it right. And so that's what we did. 
And then we're like, okay, the the lumber market started to look a little bit better. We're like, all right, let's let's jump. And it just wasn't <laughs> enough. And we did get a bid back from the construction company that we wanted to use. And it was like 670 something thousand for a 2,800 square foot house. I mean, we're talking like a pretty modest house, above average, nice, like or right at average. You know, we're not talking anything crazy. We're not talking chandeliers or like marble floors or anything really crazy. We're talking a pretty normal house. And you guys know that we're pretty minimalist and we've been in this 700, 600, however many square feet it is, house for almost five years. Like I said, we have been fairly comfortable. It's not been too bad. So we don't want an excessive house anyway, but we do want a house where all of the girls can have their own rooms, where we can have a half bath for guests, where I can have an office, you know, just pretty normal things. And so you know, as we designed our blueprints that came out to about 2,800 square feet and there wasn't, you know, there's not really much more room that we can take out without making people share bedrooms and things like that. So anyway, so we got this bid back. It was pretty close to 700,000, not counting the 100,000 that we still owe on our land itself, not counting the fact that we really want a pool because we live in Texas and it's not uncommon to have 100, 110 degree days for months at a time. And we really wanted a backup generator because for one, we're way out in the sticks and we're going to be the last people to get restored power when there's a storm. And two, we get a lot of the lingering storms from hurricanes because we're like three hours or so from, from the ocean. Um, and so it's not uncommon for us to lose power for multiple days, at least once every year or two. And we thought, hey, let's go ahead and get a backup generator, you know, things like things like that. So it's not counting <laughs> those extras. So we're talking the house, the pool, the generator. Of course, the pool and the generator are luxuries. We didn't have to have them, but we would like to have them, right? Um, and the land itself in the house, you know, all of that together, we're looking at like eight hundred thousand dollars for twenty eight hundred square feet in the middle of nowhere east texas like we're not in the suburbs we're not in you know a big city or anything which these prices are ridiculous like not on par with normal around here at all um so you know we spent like a weekend or so literally crying, pretty depressed, you know, going back to the old days. You know, I think when you have a lot of financial trauma, any disturbance like that in your plan really reverts you back to like the old days kind of thinking back to the days of like our card getting declined to buy groceries or gas or getting our electricity cut off because we couldn't pay the bill um getting harassed by bill collectors it brought us right back to that sinking feeling and feeling like we're poor we're never gonna get these things like all of that really um scarcity mindset it took us all it took us back 
right to that. And so we spent basically the weekend kind of like in this fog of scarcity, of sadness, of what are we going to do next? All of this kind of thinking. And we kind of decided like, if we're going to zoom out and what I teach my clients, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to money coach myself, basically. If we were to zoom out and look at the big picture of our life, you know, some people say, imagine you're 80 years old, or I kind of think, I usually think of like, imagine yourself at retirement. That kind of seems more reasonable to me. So we're 60 years old, 70 years old, somewhere in there, you know, and we're looking back at our life. Are we going to regret having overpaid for a house, having bought an inflated, having having built an inflated valued house? You can't refinance inflated materials, right? You can refinance a high interest rate, you know, wait five or 10 years and maybe get a lower rate, you know, maybe like cash out some of your equity or you can refinance. You can't refinance inflated materials. Like you've literally just overpaid and there's no other than like maybe selling it. But if you've overpaid, the chances are in 10 years, it probably won't have held its value correctly like it, like it should have. Um, and so we're just thinking like, okay, in the next 30 years, like, what are we going to have wish we have done? We're going to have wish we waited. Like, let's just, you know, stop throwing a tantrum, you know, calm down, think about this reasonably. We're going to have wish we waited. Does it suck? Yes. Do I want to throw a tantrum like I'm a toddler who can't have ice cream? Definitely. (laughs) Definitely. Did we throw a tantrum? Yeah, for like two or three days. Of course we did. But when we calmed down and we thought about it rationally, we were like, okay, we're going to wait. We're going to think about this reasonably. We're going to think about this from a smart money perspective. And we're going to be patient. And we're very firm believers in like, if it's meant to be, it will feel right. It will be easy. It will feel in alignment. We won't get that pit of our stomach feeling, which we were, we were feeling that with the, when the bid came back on the new, on the construction. And, you know, we, and we kind of, we go back and we're like, you know what, when we bought the land, it felt right. It felt easy. It felt in alignment. When we bought our boat, it felt right. It felt in alignment. When we bought our camper, it felt right. Felt in alignment. We bought our truck. You know, we, we go back through like our good financial decisions. And then we also kind of like, okay, when we financed our truck in 2008 and our note was like nearly $900 a month, how did we feel? We felt like we wanted to throw up. It was awful. It did not feel good. Okay, that was a bad financial decision. You know, we we just kind of like recap. We're like, all right, let's think about this reasonably. And we really lean into that. Trust your gut. Does it feel right? Does it feel in alignment? Um, and so we went with that. And so we kind of decided we're just gonna hang out. We're just gonna stay in this in this small rent house. And we're just going to see what happens. We're good. We're safe. We're happy. We're healthy. There's no urgency. We're fine. Um, And then it was actually June's birthday. It was February 24th. Um, 
which has really no, I don't know if that was a significant part of it or not. June thought it was. June thought that that was, she cried and said, this is the best birthday present. <laughs> um, but my husband, he always, he loves to scroll realtor, um, realtor.com. He loves to scroll Craigslist. He loves to scroll Facebook groups. Like that's just what he does. He looks for things that are for sale. He's always on the lookout for deals or things that look right or feel right for us to buy. That's his hobby. <laughs> um, so he was scrolling and he was like, hey, there's, um, he's like, that house is for sale on insert street name um, next to near Danny and Brandon. Um, it just, it came up for sale. Do you, you want to be neighbors with your sister again? And I was like, heck yeah, I want to be neighbors with my sister again. And like, at first I'm like, okay, we're, we're joking, you know. And so I texted her and I said, hey, Daniel's looking at this house on this, on that street. Um, what if we were neighbors again? And she's like, oh my God, that would be awesome. And she's like, wait, are, are you being serious or are you joking? And I was like, I'm joking. Daniel's being serious. And she was like, oh my God, he's crazy. You know, we're just texting back and forth. Before I know it, he's on the phone with the realtor. Hey, can we come look at this house in a couple of hours? And literally in a matter of like two or three hours, we're at this house looking at it. And he was like, I think we should buy it. I was like, uh, he's like, I mean, what else are we doing? It feels right. Let's just buy it. We woke up that morning with no intention of even looking at a house, buying a house, not even on our radar at all, to that evening putting in an official offer. I mean, it was literally insane. It <laughs> completely spontaneous. Um, but it, it was spontaneous, but it didn't feel impulsive. It didn't, like, we didn't just rush into it without thinking about it. We really, it felt right. It just felt right. Um, the numbers felt right. So we ended up, it was listed for $179.9. We ended up, when we looked at it, there was already three offers on the table. The realtor told us um, they're going to give it another day, like a day or two, and then they're going to look at offers. And they haven't looked at any of the offers. And she's like, I have no idea, you know, if anybody's even came in at asking. We have no idea yet. They haven't, like, opened any of the offers. And so we're thinking there's three offers. One person's probably, the first person probably came in under. The second person probably came in at asking. The third person might have came in at asking or slightly over. And so we're like, if we want this house, we're going to have to offer over asking which is super uncommon. It, well, it used to be uncommon where we live. Like we do not have a, house, a a booming housing market. It's not uncommon for houses here to stay on the market for literal years. I mean, selling a house is not for the faint of heart in East Texas. <laughs> and But recently with lumber being so high, people have started buying more. And we were talking about this with the realtor and everything. And she's like, this is, we're in this new market. And she was like, she was like, realtors here are not used to this hustle 
Uh, we're not used to multiple offers. And she's like, we're all trying to adjust. And she's like, I feel like we're like on an HGTV show. <laughs> like multiple offers are on the table. That's not normal here. Um, so we're like, you know what? We wouldn't, we're like, Daniel's like, I think we should offer something in like the 190s. And I was like, 194. 94 for Danny, my sister who lives in the neighborhood. That's the year she was born. He was like, that'll be lucky. Sure. Let's do 194. And we're like, what the heck? Like, what do we have to lose? If we don't get it, it's fine. It wasn't meant to be. It's not a big deal. The number still made sense at 194. We did the calculations on like the mortgage, um, you know, what the down payment would be, like all that stuff. We're like, sure, why not? <laughs> um, so we offered 194. That got accepted. And we started to move forward from there. So, yeah. So we started to move forward from there. And it just was really, it was really crazy. Our offer was accepted like 24 hours after we even decided that we wanted to look at the house. We had no plans to really buy a house. And here we are with a accepted offer. It was really crazy. So basically we've decided now with this house, what our plan moving forward is, is that, like I said, we're going to kind of fix it up. Um, we're going to hang out. Uh, we just kind of keep using the words like hang out to kind of just be like, we're just chilling. Like we're not going to get too emotionally involved one way or the other. We're fine. We're, we're safe. We're happy. We're healthy. We're content it's going to be fine. It doesn't really matter where we live. So I'm not going to get too like emotionally one way or the other. The house is not perfect. Um, and that's okay. You know, it's fine. It's, um, so as far as like moving forward, what our plan is, is that we're hoping again, we don't have a crystal ball. Nobody knew what the last two years were going to be like. So I, it's really hard to guess what the next two years will be like. But our plan is to stay until we feel like it's a at least decently smart idea to build where we wouldn't be building a super inflated house. It, it can be slightly inflated because we do plan to stay there at least until our kids are grown, possibly longer. So it could be slightly inflated because we'll probably be in that house for at least 20 years, if not the rest of our lives. Who knows? So it's okay if it's slightly inflated, right? Not extremely inflated like it would be right now. So we're going to wait maybe a year, maybe two, maybe three. Who knows? Uh, we're going to just fix up this house. And then from there, we're going to see what the market looks like. We might resell it. We might rent it. We have considered getting rent, buying rental properties at some point to kind of supplement my husband's retirement because he does want to retire from his current job at 50. So it's just pretty young. So it would be good to kind of, you know, maybe not quite drain our retirement, which it'll be fine. We're going to, we're, we're planning for it to be fine one way or the other, but we have considered having um, rental properties to kind of supplement that retirement, make it a little bit easier to not have to pull from the investments quite so much. 
So maybe this is our ticket into rental properties. Maybe that is part of the journey. Maybe we're meant to sell it and make a profit. Maybe we're meant to sell it and just break even and then it wasn't really much worse than renting, right? Who knows? Who knows? But the amazing thing and the lesson that I really want to pass along as a money coach because I can't just talk all about myself and not give you a lesson (laughs) takeaway from this is I want you to really notice the language that I've used. I want you to really notice the energy that I've put into this story. There was not an urgency to make a decision. There was not a scarcity mindset. There was not a, this house is a make or break. This house will determine my happiness one way or the other. This house will determine our financial success one way or the other. None of, I I didn't say any of that, right? None of that. The point is, is that when you get farther along into your financial journey, like we are, we're seven, eight years into this financial journey, you get to make decisions based on what feels right, what feels, not what feels good in the moment, like, hey, I'm a child making a bad decision, but you get to make decisions from a place of alignment, from a place of, in my gut, does this feel right? In my intuition, does this feel right? Right? Not a, I have to have a house, or I can't spend that much money, or I'll be in financial ruin. Um, You know, not a decision of it has to be an either or. That was a question we got a lot too. As soon as we started telling family and friends, everyone's like, well, what about the land? Daniel's like, we're going to keep it. It doesn't have to be an either or. We can have land that we just use to play on in the weekends, ride four-wheelers, build fires, you know, explore, hang out on, and we can have a house. And we've worked really hard to get to this place financially where we can have both. It doesn't have to be an either or. It doesn't have to be a scarcity type of thinking. Um, it, It gets to be a very aligned, intuitive decision. Um, It also doesn't have to be like the urgency, the rushed side. I think back to previous financial decisions we made about buying property, about buying vehicles, you know, really big, um, expensive decisions. And we used to feel so, it used to feel so scarce. It used to feel like if I don't get this house, there are no other houses for me. I will die if I don't get this house. Like it was very dramatic. It was very urgent. Also with buying vehicles in the past, it was like, this is my only choice. It just felt very like you're between a rock and a hard place. It felt like this car dealer is the only people giving us financing. This house is the only house that I can absolutely afford. And if, you know, maxing out your budget where um, if, what if the roof isn't as great as you think it is, and you're in this house for six months and you have to replace the roof. Back in the day, that would have been a detrimental event. That would have nearly ruined us financially. Now it's like, you know what? If the roof isn't perfect, 
it'll be fine. Will it suck? Yes. Will it be expensive? Possibly, right? It's not going to be the end of the world one way or the other. That is a huge marker of financial success. That is a huge almost financial privilege to get to that point. That is a huge determinant of like, am I on the right track financially, right? That it gets to be so easy, that it gets to be a joy-filled experience, a aligned experience, okay? And so I want you to take that away from this conversation. And it doesn't have to necessarily just apply to real estate or vehicles or something really expensive. It can come all the way down to like, should I buy this new pair of shoes? Are are those shoes going to add value to your life? Does it feel right in your stomach? Or do you feel like, hey, I'm buying this to overcompensate for this different area of my life that I'm ignoring and not taking care of my mental health? And I think these shoes will fix all my problems, right? <laughs> so I want you to think about that when you're making financial decisions, whether they're as small as buying a new pair of shoes all the way up to buying a house or anything in between. Uh, to really focus on how are you actually feeling about this financial decision and move forward with trusting your intuition and zooming out to the fact of when I look back at my life, am I going to am I gonna regret this decision or am I going to be like, yeah, that was great. That was awesome. I'm glad I did that. So I think that's pretty much everything that I wanted to share about the house. Of course, I didn't take notes because I never do. Um, but I will be sharing a lot more about this journey, about this next chapter of our journey on my Instagram stories, um, in my posts on Instagram and Facebook over the next few weeks. We are closing on the house in April. So we'll be moving in, we'll be, you know, painting, decorating over the course of the rest of the spring and summer, probably all the way into the fall and winter, who knows, the next year or so is probably going to be a lot of content of um, updating and decorating and hopefully getting a new kitchen and all those kinds of things. So if you're into that kind of thing, make sure that you're um, following my stories you know, make sure, you know, the algorithm is a tricky little beast sometimes. And sometimes you don't see people's stories that you don't purposely go and seek out. Um, so make sure that if you are interested in following that content of like the day to day of moving and updating, decorating, things like that, that you go and interact with my story. Um, you know, even just like replying to a story with even just an emoji or a hey, that's cute, like comment or something, will tell the algorithm, hey, I want to see Sammy's stories um, front and center. So make sure that I see them. And so just if you are interested in that, I don't want you to miss out on it. Um, I probably won't do like a lot of posts in my feed about like actually decorating because that's kind of not really on my niche, you know. Um, but I will be sharing like more of the numbers, more of like what our mortgage payment will be, what our closing costs will be, what the property taxes are, how much I'm spending on decorating. I'm going to be trying to share as much as possible, be as transparent as I can. I feel like that information is really helpful for people as they're making housing decisions, especially if you've never owned a home, you know, just kind of knowing all the costs that go into it are really, really important. So I try to be as transparent as possible. So I will be sharing a lot of updates on my Instagram and I will 
try to keep you guys as updated as possible. So this was kind of a long episode, but I hope that you enjoyed it. Um, I hope that it was helpful to you in your journey. And that is all for me this week. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye guys. Thanks for hanging out for another episode of a Sunny Side Up Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend because you never know who needs to hear this message. If you haven't already, please leave a review and subscribe. Reviews and subscribers are what help the podcast grow and what help new ladies find our community. And again, thanks for hitting play on this episode and for investing some time in yourself today. Remember that I'm always here to support you and I'm always cheering you on along the way. Don't forget that everything that we mentioned in this episode will be linked in the show notes. All right, that's all for me this week. Bye, guys.